0: On today's episode, we are talking about natural ways to lower your blood pressure. We know that this is a silent killer and something that many people don't often pay close attention to. So we're going to talk about what is blood pressure? What are the ranges that you want to be aiming for? Results of high blood pressure and causes of high blood pressure. And then of course, things that you can do to monitor this and bring it back into a healthy range.
1: Live your- Hello and welcome back to the food code. Welcome, welcome. We are almost in September. Today is the last day for you to submit your review. Yes, for the contest. we've received, I pro, I've seen about 10 or
0: 15 come through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just checked, um, Charitable is where yeah. I was looking at on Sunday yeah. when I tagged you. So, um, don't forget. To email us at info at fitmomlife.com if you have a Betsy B83 <laughs> uh, and we don't know who you are, so we can't get a hold of you uh, because we are going to ship you a box of Element and a box of Microfactor packs from First Form, yep. which are one of my favorites in terms of like a multivitamin pack. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you are leaving a five-star rating and review, it's very simple. All you need to do if you're on the podcast app or you know iTunes is scroll down. You'll see first where you can do the rating of the five stars and then keep scrolling. It'll say write a review and you just click on that and you type it in and submit it. Uh, some people were having trouble knowing where to go for that. So if you listen on Spotify, unfortunately you cannot do ratings on there as of right now so you would need to be using the iTunes um app or the podcast app on yep. your Apple phone
1: yep and if you are new here welcome Liz and I are functional practitioners we talk all things health functional health female health gut hormones metabolism fitness life mom life which is just all the things all the time yes it is just i had i found a really good post that I shared the other day that was like being, and I'm going to very much so abbreviate because it was kind of long, but it was basically like being a mom is like having 400 computer tabs open in your brain at all times. And you can't close one because then you're going to forget about it. And it's just this like weight that you bear constantly of just kind of running everything, like trying to remember everything. And yeah, it's, it's a lot, you know? Yeah. And so. then
0: I would say on top of that, depending upon your personality and whether or not you're an entrepreneur, I have 400 tabs open on all computers at all times.
1: Oh, <laughs> I I have definitely
0: more than 10 open right now. Um, no. Yeah. It's not really 400, but um, on my big desktop oh, computer yeah. where I have the two monitors and screens, my husband came up the other day and he's like, what is going on? Like you don't even have enough room at the bottom anymore to have an open tap. And then each one of these has like 10 or 20 taps. I'm like, well, it's because I was researching something and I don't want to forget. And like this I have in mind for later. So I just, you know, push it down if I you know need to save it. Because I'm afraid if I X out of it, I'm not going to remember, you know? So, and I don't do like the favorites thing. I guess maybe I should start doing that. But yeah. anyways. So I'm not good at favorites. If you are new here, welcome. We have been podcasting since... 2019. 19. 19, I think, 2020, 2019. Anyways, doesn't matter. The only way that we help, the only way that we grow the show is by you helping us do so. So we don't do advertisements on here. We really want to keep this a good listening experience for you. So you're basically just going to get banter between Becca and I, sometimes funny stories, sometimes inappropriateness. And then in the mix of all of that, a lot of good information on health and fitness and functional health and helping you make changes in your life. Uh, we try to bring you the science, but in a way that's applicable. So what we would ask is that you rate, review, subscribe, share the show. Um, very simply, I've shared this, you know, before all you need to do is copy the link, send it to a friend, or you can post it on social media if you want to and say, this was a really helpful episode. And I think that you would benefit from it if you are struggling with whatever that topic is like today, high blood pressure.
1: Yeah. Which is very prevalent. Um, I believe it is one in every three adults in the U S suffers from high blood pressure. So studies over the past two decades have basically shown that the majority of people in economic developed countries have high blood pressure and numbers that are higher than they should be. And millions of people all over the world suffering with high blood pressure symptoms or hypertension. Um, So like I mentioned, as of 2008, the prevalence of high blood pressure among adults over 25 years old was about 40%. That's almost half of the population. But that's also what's recorded.
0: So I think this is, you know, one thing to remember is that high blood pressure is the silent killer. Many people don't go to the doctor. Uh, they don't check their blood pressure at home. And they have no idea that their blood pressure is elevated beyond what it should be you know, in terms of the normal range, which we're going to talk about. And so this is actually much higher because I know for most individuals, uh, in my circle, we don't go to the conventional medicine doctor's office very much. Yep. Um, unless I'm like breaking my
1: toe or, you know, I actually got a phone call yesterday while I was with the children and target that mm-hmm. was an automation for, I probably scheduled it a, a, over a year ago for tomorrow. And I was like, Nope, cancel that. <laughs> <laughs> <Not going. laughs> yeah we've gotten
0: some uh messages from the fertility clinic and i was like yeah, you guys can stop calling us now we're good you're fired either way. <laughs> if we continue this path we're going to a different place. It's pathetic. But anyways, uh, uh back on to today's episode for blood pressure. <laughs> um you know, I think it's really important to pay attention to. And so if you don't go to the doctor frequently, I would recommend, you know, checking this at home for yourself. Blood pressure monitors are are very cheap. Um I happen to have one because when I was induced, I went into preeclampsia and then got sent home with one. So, let's talk about what blood pressure is. Um, and so it's a combination of systolic and diastolic pressure. So systolic pressure is going to be what represents the force in or the pressure, uh, within the heart as it's beating while diastolic is going to stand for blood pressure when the heart is at rest. So what are the normal ranges? And then what are the ranges where we get into like pre hypertension stage one and stage two? So normal is going to be less than 120 over 80. This is kind of your gold standard. But then from there, you can have a pre-hypertension where that top number, your systolic number is between 120 and 129, while your diastolic is less than 80. So the bottom number could be fine, but that top number is creeping up. Then you get into stage one, which is going to be systolic between 130 and 139, and the diastolic is now between 80 and 89, or stage two, high blood pressure, which is going to be 140 over at least 90. and This again can vary, right? There's ways that you want to test it. If you know when you go to the doctor's office, you're sitting down, your arm is straight. Like I remember when we were, you know, in uh, the hospital after having Marcus, she would always be positioning me <laughs> differently and telling me, okay, no stand legs still, crossed, right?
1: All Breathe. the things. Yep. yep. And I would say before we dive into a little bit more, really low heart. Uh, I'm sorry, not heart rate. Really low blood pressure is not a good thing either, right? Um. So I've I am definitely one of these. Um, you know, anything that's like 107 over 60 or things like that usually is a sign of some type of adrenal dysfunction. Um so your nervous system is likely pretty stressed and in turn the body is essentially slowing itself down. So it's slowing down a lot of times your heart rate. A lot of people have really really low heart rates. Again, I'm saying this because this is me. Um it's a sign that the the adrenals are essentially trying to protect you for a lack of a better term. Um, So don't, you know, the doctor's always like, oh, are you active? And I'm like, yes, I'm active, but like I'm not active enough for my heart, my blood pressure to be one o one ten over, you know, 70, like just like low cholesterol. We've talked about that before on the podcast. That's not a good thing either. Yep. so, High blood pressure, like Liz was saying, happens when the pressure on the arteries and the blood vessels become too high and the arterial wall becomes distorted, basically. So imagine, like, something pushing on a wall that shouldn't be pushed on. And it causes extra stress on the heart, obviously. Long-term high blood pressure increases the risk of stroke, heart attack, and diabetes, obviously. Uh, Most Americans don't realize they have it, like we've already said. So what can happen from high blood pressure? arterial damage so basically that chronic pushing on the arterial walls will start to cause damage over time aneurysms which is basically a clot in the brain, um, heart failure, blocked or ruptured blood pre- blood vessels, uh, reduced kidney function, vision loss, loss of cognitive function, so concentration, memory and ability to learn things uh, and metabolic syndrome which is a cluster of metabolic disorders like high cholesterol, insulin, atherosclerosis, and increased waist size. So frequently, there are no symptoms as blood pressure increases. That is the biggest thing that Mm -hmm. is so dangerous, right? Um, But warning signs can be chest pains, confusion or chronic headaches, ear noise or buzzing, uh, irregular heartbeats, nosebleeds, tiredness, and vision changes. Yep. So what are some of the causes for high blood
0: pressure? What would lead you to this? Well, First and foremost is going to be stress on the body, emotional stress, physical stress, trauma, things like that, Um, eating too many processed foods, high refined uh, foods. So this is going to be carbohydrates, um, highly processed foods, Things that are going to be high in sodium from a preservative perspective, not necessarily salts, because we've talked about this before. Salts is not to be demonized here. But when we think about a highly processed diet with a ton of preservative sodium versus like good mineral salts, that can lead to this. Uh, smoking, being overweight, not moving, taking certain medications, including birth control pills, and then heavy metal poisoning. So this would be things where you're considering, have I had dental work done and I have amalgam fillings? Um You could also be overdoing the caffeine uh, or alcohol, right? So all of these things that you're exposed to in terms of, you know, toxins, things that are not one ingredient, whole foods that are providing the body with vitamins, minerals, amino acids, phytonutrients, all of the good stuff essentially that your body needs to function well. So- what are we going to talk about today? Basically, how do you help lower blood pressure naturally? Because the first instinct and, you know, the, because this is a silent killer, it is very serious and you want to monitor this. Like if you were getting into that pre-hypertension or even that stage one, medication may be warranted, uh, but you can also do a lot through your diet uh, and your lifestyle. So number one is to eat a Mediterranean style diet. Going back to things that I just mentioned, one ingredient, whole foods, here's where we want to think about omega-3 foods, which help us with deflaming or they're more anti-inflammatory. So the Mediterranean diet is very rich in things like flax seeds, chia seeds, um, salmon, fatty fish, right? Um, We think about a wide variety of low glycemic, high fiber fruits and vegetables, Um, you know, things that we can do from oils, uh, including like olives or olive oils, um, You can also use things like coconut or MCT oil, right? But we want to have a large intake or majority, I should say, of your diet, 90 plus percent should be more Mediterranean-based eating so that you have the ability to help offset inflammation and this can help lower blood pressure in turn. Um, Many people are surprised to realize how much they need just in terms of quantity, number one of food overall and nutrients overall, but quantity of fruits and vegetables. So we always say, anywhere between eight and 12 servings a day of fresh fruits and vegetables. Uh, obviously that can be hard to do just eating all raw veggies, right? So cook them down, make stir fries, make smoothies, do some cold pressed juices that are a hundred percent, um, diversify your diet here too, in terms of the seasons, what's in season right now. Can I get, you know, a little bit more variety in my diet by focusing on eating, you know, things that are in season and readily available
1: in the market and aren't, you know, processed and packaged and shelf stable. Yep. So another thing that you can do is starting to take a fish oil supplement daily. Um, One of the main causes of high blood pressure is obviously inflammation, uh, especially in the arteries over time. So There are studies that show this too. I have lots of studies that consuming fish oil, EPA, DHA, forms of omega-3 fatty acid reduce inflammation in the body. Um, Taking a high quality 1,000 milligram fish oil dose every single day with your meal is one of the best ways to kind of naturally lower blood pressure. We use uh, first form fish oil or New Ethics has a really good fish oil. And New Ethics even has a fatty acid test that you can take that is sitting on my desk right now that I still haven't taken. Um, But you can get it. I think it's for $50 total. You get the box of fish oil, or I'm sorry, the bottle of fish oil as well as the test. Um, So that is from New Ethics. Uh, We will link that out in the show notes. But they have a really good one. I believe two capsules is two grams. So it's 1,000 milligram per capsule, which is a very potent dose. A lot of fish oil pills, check them out. Do not buy fish oil from, like, Walgreens. Mm. The Nature's Bounty or whatever generic brand of fish oil that you're getting is likely rancid. Uh, It is likely oxidated, so it is no longer effective, Um, and... It's going to be actually pro-inflammatory in some situations. And if you look at the dosing, you have to take like six pills to get mm-hmm. the normal dose of what you would need.
0: And you don't want to get the fish burps or anything like no. that. The only thing that I will say, so I use the New Ethics one, um, or I will use the prenatal DHA by Nordic mm-hmm. Naturals, but the New Ethics one is a very large pill. It is. So if you're sensitive to that, then you might want to go something a little bit you know smaller in size so that you're not choking on it. Um, I also like cod liver oil. That's Mm -hmm. really good. Also Um,
1: super disgusting.
0: Yeah. I mean, so I get the strawberry flavor and put it (laughs) in smoothies, or you can just get it in capsule form. Okay. but I've tried
1: cod liver oil just straight up. Oh, yeah. No. Makes me want to vomit.
0: I don't really take that many things straight up anymore. I'm always asking it, like, (sighs) give me juice, or sometimes, uh, like, with different tinctures that we have, I'll have to uh, put it in a shot glass and shoot it down, because- Oh, Lord. Anyways, um, <laughs> and the next thing you can do is focus on magnesium. So we've talked about the importance of magnesium. We've talked about how deficient uh, people are in magnesium. Over 50% of the world's population is deficient in magnesium, and it is involved in over... You could argue this, uh, five to 600 enzymatic processes. Some people say 300, some people say 700, you know, but many, many hundreds of enzymatic processes in the body. But it's also really important for helping you relax your blood vessels. Um, And so you can get an immediate uh, impact from taking a magnesium supplement. Um, And this is where we would recommend about 500 uh, milligrams per day in magnesium, just to help keep things. calm in the body. So, you know, there's a lot of different types of magnesium out there. I would say that for general health, if you're not trying to focus on constipation or something along those lines, we really like Magwell. It's a blend of magnesium. You can take that at bedtime. Um, But again, 500 milligrams before bed would be kind of a generic recommendation. You could take this in the next level, depending upon what you're dealing with. We typically do five milligrams per pound of body weight. So that's going to be a little bit higher, right? If you're 150 pounds, you're going to need more than 500 milligrams. Um, and so that's just one way that you can start
1: to support this like instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Number four is pump up your potassium. So potassium is an essential element. It's an electrolyte um, and high potassium foods like avocado and melon actually help counteract the effects of sodium. And so this is something I've actually been implementing as well because I do take Element tea two to three times a day. Um, I put in potassium with it. Uh, You can use foods like, you know, bananas, coconut water, avocado, melon. I use a supplement called Keto 1000, which is a pretty high dose of potassium and a low dose of sodium. So I can pair it with uh, the LMNT that I use. Um, But coconut water is great. It's, you know, it's a little sweet. It's definitely not something you want to consume all day long. It does have calories. Uh, It does have sugar in it. So, but you can also, you know, potentially lower your potassium levels, uh, to overcome low potassium levels. I'm sorry. You can use things like food sources of potassium as well. Uh, and so this can, you know, naturally lower the blood pressure and it can increase, you know, liquid levels that you're taking in. Coconut water would count towards like water intake for the day. You can put it into a smoothie. um, and In general, you want to make sure that you are balancing potassium and sodium because too much sodium will cause too much pressure on the cells. You want to have potassium so that the two electrolytes can work interchangeably.
0: Yep, and the last thing here would be supporting your body with CoQ10. So you guys may know about this if you've ever been, you know, recommended to take a statin. Hopefully, they told you the importance of taking uh, Coenzyme Q10, which is an antioxidant that is critical for heart health. Uh, And so, one that I really like is from Metagenics. It's called CoQ10 ST100. Uh, you can also do a medical food, which we love. It's called ultra meal cardio. This would be, you know, if you are so struggling with, you know, high LDL or high triglycerides or low HDL, things like that, uh, you could, you know, put that into place here, but two to 300 milligrams of COQ10 is going to be what is recommended for naturally lowering, um, High blood pressure. So, you know, we don't always have to jump to medications. Uh, We may need to for a period of time, uh, but there's so many things that you can do. Again, if we think about the root cause there's a lot of things that you're doing in your lifestyle um, that uh, may be impacting this. And so there's a lot of things that are within your control. Um, last but not least, we're going to just give you quick uh, eight foods that can reduce blood pressure. So before you go out and eat bars of dark, cho- dark chocolate, um, just remember portion matters, but uh, dark chocolate is one of the foods that will reduce blood pressure. And so you want it to have about 200 milligrams of cocoa phenols, which can again, support lowering blood pressure. Um, I like hue. They're a really Mm -hmm. good brand, but very, very clean garlic. I have some information coming on my, um, Instagram about, uh, garlic and oregano and some of these other really good natural herbs that are antimicrobial, antibacterial, antifungal, just really, really, uh, important to the body. And so there's been a lot of research on the health benefits of garlic. Um, and what they're finding is that this can help thin the blood, prevent blockages in blood vessels and therefore lower blood pressure. Spinach, spinach, rich in magnesium and folate, sunflower seeds, magnesium, potassium, healthy fats, such as we talked about, bananas, as Becca mentioned, tomatoes. These also have um, calcium, potassium, vitamin A, C, E, and lycopene. So all of these compounds in tomatoes can lower cholesterol, build up in blood vessels, and combat the development of hypertension. Broccoli. What is broccoli not great for? I feel like
1: broccoli is recommended. Broccoli is recommended for so many things. So many things. Well, it's extremely high in fiber. Yeah. It's a crucifer. So Mm -hmm. it helps with liver detoxification. Um, Yeah. Broccoli. And I love broccoli. Yeah. I love roasting it. That's Mm -hmm. my
0: favorite way. Like making it real crispy and then I'll throw it into the air fryer. Like I have some to reheat today and put them in this air fryer. But um, it also has uh, chromium, which will help regulate blood sugar levels Mm -hmm. and weight. Both are related to high blood pressure. Yep. Uh, And last but not least, melon rich in potassium. Becca already mentioned that cantaloupe and watermelon are also uh, rich in potassium. So all of those things you could consume into your diet, but remember it's the accumulation effect of your stress, of your lifestyle habits and behaviors of your nutrition. Um, Doing these things, you know, alone in your diet can make a a big impact, but you also need to move your body, right? Mm -hmm. Get outside, get daily sunlight. Um, Don't be sedentary. Lose the weight if you need to. If you're struggling with weight loss, right, get to the root cause of what is going on there. Is it my blood sugar levels? Um, How is my liver doing with detoxification? How is my gut? How are my hormones? All of these things are going to impact blood pressure. And so it's not just as simple as taking a pill. I mean, you can Band-Aid your numbers, just like you can Band-Aid your numbers uh, with a statin, Mm -hmm. right, for cholesterol. But if you really want to focus on health and longevity, this would be a place to
1: start. Yep, and then foods to avoid. I mean, do we really need to cover, but high sodium foods, things like processed foods, trans fats and omega-6 fats, you know, things that increase inflammation and blood pressure, packaged foods, conventional meat. Uh, you know, I actually saw a quote the other day that was like, I don't even know if you can put conventional beef in the same category as like grass fed, pasture raised, um, grass finished type beef. It is, it is very different, uh, sugar, obviously caffeine, too much caffeine can increase blood pressure alcohol, alcohol actually narrows the arteries and can increase blood pressure. So, you know, you got to manage the stress. You got to identify if your body is struggling, there's a reason for it. You know, we can be in denial all we want, but if you are dealing with massive symptoms, if you're dealing with, you know, clinical symptoms like high blood pressure, like high cholesterol, there's reasons for it. So you have to kind of take a very, uh, deep dive into your current life and figure out what areas of my life are maybe driving this that I don't want to accept, like my stress, like maybe my lack of sleep, like maybe my weekly you know, or nightly wine habit that I have, all of the things. Um, so that can be hard. But hopefully today we gave you some good tips uh, to help naturally start lowering your blood pressure.